Hello, this is Two Believers for Eyewitness, believe it or not, episode nine. Yay! Okay. <laughs> Consistency, twice a week, we are killing it. I'm very excited about this week. Uh, we were going to do a topical study. Let me, let me go back for a second. So last week we talked about, that is last Sunday, we talked about uh, how a relationship with God is different from relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially a parent, especially a father. We talked about the broken father or the absent father relationship. And we discussed how God won't abandon you. Very simply, there it is. God is not like other people. Once you're with him, you're with him, and he's with you. Instead of going through one specific topic tonight, I think we're getting a lot more done covering topics as we go through reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. So we've decided that we're going to continue reading through the Bible, starting Matthew 7. Uh, but before I start, before we begin this, I, I really want to say to our listeners, the Spirit of God is with us. He's always with us, believers. Okay? I would also say to skeptics, non-believers, atheists, anybody... Everybody, God is always with us. Now, it's a little bit different. (laughs) If you're a believer, God is with us isn't a scary thing. God is with us. Yay. All right. God is with us. For people who don't believe or disbelieve, I imagine that can be a little bit frightening. Don't let it scare you. God wants to be with you. God wants you to be on his team. So just hang in there if you don't believe yet and listen to the word of God And just try to take it in, objectively, if you can. I would say that one of the things I want you to keep in mind is that specifically the Spirit of God is with us. And He is truth, and He operates in truth, and He can help you to understand what we're going through, what we're reading. If you really want that, if you really want to dive deeper into understanding the Bible, whether you are a believer or not, you can ask God right now, help me to understand the truth about what I'm hearing, about what I'm reading. Hopefully you're also following along. And I just want to say a real quick prayer before we get started, and then we'll continue in Matthew. God... Help us in understanding. We want your spirit to reveal to everyone who's listening to this podcast and to other people who maybe are outside of our reach right now, anyone who's seeking knowledge about you, God, anybody who is trying to read the Bible and understand it, um, whether they're going along with our study or not, Lord God, we want you to send your spirit to each of us, including your two believers. Give us revelation. Give us understanding. Help us to know the truth. Matthew 7. Judge not that ye may not be judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. 
And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite! First cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again and rend you. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there among you whom, if his son asks for bread, will you give him a stone? And if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father who is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do you even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter ye at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be who go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorns, or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits we shall know them. Now everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Oh, I'm sorry. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. You sure you got that right. <laughs> uh -huh. But he that doeth the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done wonderful works? Then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work inequity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, who built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. There you go. Wow. I mean, Matthew has so much to say in every chapter. What was his original, like, what did he originally do? Because this guy's a writer. <laughs> he has, he has, well, 
It's the source packed. material. It is packed with information. It's packed with information because Jesus is packed with information. Right. He's just like, all right, let me make sure that I make all of the important points in this chapter. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's start. Judge not. That is almost the only two words you ever hear from this section of Matthew. Here's the thing. Judge not. Judge not. Don't judge me. Mm-mm. Satan, <laughs> as a fallen angel, knows scripture. He just doesn't quote it correctly or he chops things off. Yeah, he likes to leave things out. And so that is what they Lies are. Lies of omission. That's what they're mimicking. They, like you said, they stop at those first two words and they're like, okay, that's it. No. Yeah. Okay. No. It's a little more complicated than that. No. Oh. Judge not that you be not judged. The, the point of this is, A, let's talk about what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about a moat, which is a small piece of something, as opposed to a beam, which is pretty large. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about, why are you looking at, this is, of course, an analogy, the moat in somebody else's eye. In other words, some, whether it be sin or just something that you think is kind of off. Right. But yet you have this beam, which is a large amount of sin or sin in the same area. Oh, and it, may I, may I help yeah. you out with a modern? Go ahead. Okay. okay. Yes. So you got this friend, right? And your friend is not treating her man right, but neither are you. But you feel like you have to point that out. Point that out to your friend. See how she reacts. Uh-huh. Yeah, deal with your own stuff first, seriously. Look, I just, just as a, just as a demonstration, I want mm-hmm. you to point at something right now. Yes, listeners, I'm talking to you. Point at something right now. See how many fingers are pointing back at you, okay? <laughs> See, the point is, let me pull out the moat out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thy own eye, right? <clears throat> what Jesus is saying is, first cast out the beam out of your eye, and then you shall see clearly to cast out of the moat of your brother's eye. So it's not that you're not supposed to judge at all, ever. No, that's ridiculous. You've got to have some judgment. Right? My goodness, what would you do? How would you manage to stay alive wandering the earth without any yeah. judgment at all? That That is not righteous and holy. That right. is not the goal, right? Is to not judge at all, but to judge clearly about what is going on and using a righteous and holy standard. Right. And also make sure that if you are applying the standard to someone else, that you're also applying it to yourself. Right. So fix your situation with your man, and then you have some ground to stand on when you approach your girlfriend and you're like, hey, you know, the way you treat him is kind of mean. Yes. Or maybe stay out of that opinion. <clears throat> so in, in one sense, this comes down to, are you going to listen to the word of God made flesh and dwelt among us? who sacrificed himself upon the cross for our sins and rose again on the third day? Or are you going to listen to your girlfriend, Sally? Who says, don't judge me. Don't talk about how I treat my man. <laughs> you know how Sally is. Or your friend, Jamie, who did what, when, where, who are they? You know, when it comes down to it. I can straighten it, out your whole marriage. This is a quote. I can straighten out your whole marriage if you would just... Tell your husband to meet me at a bar tonight. We just sit down, have a drink, and discuss it. We could discuss this. In other words, we could sit down and drink somewhere and talk about you. And I could straighten him out. Now, how do you think that's going to work out, Jamie? So we went from the metaphoric Jamie to an actual... 
Yeah, sorry, metaphor metaphorical. Jamie went out the window. Real Jamie came back. This is why we don't tell you who we are. All right, let's keep going. We we use Jamie because we use that. Jamie because Jamie and I had this conversation three times. Bless her. I was like, no, honey, that's not the right direction. Oh, and she wasn't talking about my husband. She was talking no, about somebody else's. Don't husband. go to ladies' night. It's a trap. <laughs> ladies' night. Oh, it's a trap. Something crazy always happens. So we use Jamie because Jamie could be male or female. Right. Well, in this case, now it's a wife. In real life, um, the only woman. Yeah, the other one. I know. I won't even say her last name um, because it's from it's from a movie. It's from a movie. I won't. I won't. Well, still. Yeah. so, I mean, all, all the Jamies that I think I've known in real life have actually been female, but I know that there are... Theoretically. Theoretically. I've known that there are guys who are also named Jamie. Sure. Right? Oh, Jamie Oliver. There we go. Jamie, yeah, there's some, you know... <laughs> American. met him, just saying. I, not, not that, again, not that I know them. Um, there's an American football player probably named Jamie, so that's why we use that in a metaphoric sense of talking to. <laughs> this time we mean a real Jamie. Bless her, I hope she got it together. At least they don't live close to each other anymore. They're in different states now, these two families. So yeah. everything's probably cool. So it is possible. <sighs> and if you're talking about actual, full-on, full believers in Jesus Christ, you've come all the way, you're 100, you right. love God with your whole heart, mind, and soul, right? That level. Do you not know that we will judge angels? Right. How much more should we not judge the things of the earth? Right. Right. The thing is not to not judge at all. But again, like what Jesus is saying, make sure that you've cleaned your own house first. Right. You've looked at yourself first, at least in this area that we're talking about. Right. And then you can see clearly to talk to someone else to, as it says, elsewhere in scripture, speak the truth with love. Right. Right. All too often we've had people speaking lies with hate <laughs> yes um or truths in arrogance or kind of truth with hatred oh man or they speak lies with so-called love right i'm saying this in love but you don't actually love them I just got to say, as a kind of an aside, mm-hmm. if you're in a situation where you think you can go and fix somebody else's relationship, you're about to set yourself up. Please don't do that. <laughs> Feel free to pray about it. Feel free to talk to your friend if you have a closeness like that. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're, like, I, like he said, and your house is clean. But look, do not get yourself in a situation. You don't know what the state of mind of each of these people really is. And... You could be leading them right out of that relationship and leading yourself into something you were not prepared to deal with. And all just because mm-hmm. you want to help. If you want to counsel someone, if someone asks you, do it from the word of God, not from other books, other things. It has to be based upon something that can actually change someone's life. Right, because the word of God is transformative. Yes. For it is dead. Jesus isn't. Yes, not necessarily self-help books or other things like that. I'm not specifically talking about any book, but if you want actual transformation, like you're talking about, actual real change in a positive sense towards something that might be holy or righteous or better, 
then you need to use the word of God and not just what Jamie said or (laughs) what Sally said, you know. And it takes time, but you can look up, especially there's a lot of free online resources that you can use to look up specific subjects or even a word about, um, you know, I mean, pick a word. I mean, if you pick a really generic word like love, you're going to be studying the Bible for a hot minute. Oh, yeah, there's lots of... Um, So you're going to have to really dissect which one's talking about what. But um, but there, you know, you'd be surprised what God has something to say about. Because <laughs> remember, Jesus was here on the planet with humans. So it got real. <laughs> mm-hmm. He understands what we're going through. And there's a lot about things you wouldn't expect in the Bible. If you... <laughs> I'm going to say something that Derek Prince always said. Yes. If you have not been shocked by something you've seen in the Bible, then you have not read the whole thing. <laughs> I am paraphrasing. You're skimming or something. You're not really paying attention. Or someone else is reading it to you on Sunday in the church. But you know what I mean? Like, read it yourself for real, for real. And I, I'll give you an example. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The first time I read through, one of the things that shocked me is, you know, you hear about stuff, right? Right. But then when you read it for yourself and you read in the full context. Well, that's like Judge not. That's exactly yeah. like Jedna. Go ahead. Is okay. You may or may not know this, but David, who was a Hebrew Israelite mm. king, yes, right. Um, oh, David, he had his ups and downs. Yes. Sorry, go ahead. There was a woman. I'm actually drawing a blank on her name right now. Bathsheba. I think it was. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. We can. You can go look it up. It's. It's famous. So he's king. He lives in his castle, right. fortress. He's married, right? This woman mm-hmm. is married, right? The and, other, and, <clears throat> the other yeah, woman. The, the other woman, right? So, I mean, you already probably know where this is going. The thing that shocked me is she's taking a bath up on her roof. Look, it's hot in Israel, okay? I, yeah, but <laughs> I'm like, oh, what I'm are you doing? You, you, who, who does that, right? I mean... I'm sorry, but if that wasn't on purpose... <laughs> Okay, you could be like, well, culturally, it's different, and their houses were different. Isn't it that different? (laughs) But (laughs) even if you're like, well, I have a towel, and I can get out. No, you can't. (laughs) No. Not in a bath. Not from somebody Somebody's going to see something. A perspective from uh, much higher than your home. And you could be like, well, I live in a normal neighborhood, and nobody can see me on the roof. Well, I think we can, (laughs) even if it's like a flat roof. Because other people have roofs. Other people have... Always, what is your theory? I mean, it's pretty much impractical now in the United Israel. States because most of the houses are like <laughs> A-shaped or A-frames and you couldn't even get on the roof. But let's say you had a flat roof. Do you? It, it'd be like in Chicago having a one-story like, what is she telling place. Why and there's these skyscrapers. Want, why does she want a roof on the house? Uh, I mean, a, a tub on the roof of the house. I. What, what is... <laughs> What does that conversation with your husband look like? I don't it's know. It's so much cooler on the roof at night, dear. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> that's asking for trouble. This shocked me. This shocked me. I'm, I'm sorry, like, that's just. Why is she on the roof taking a bath? <laughs> She's a married woman, <laughs> and you know that the castle palace is right there. Right. Again, it'd be like in Chicago taking yeah. a. You're you're on a two-story building, <laughs> taking a bath on the roof, and there's skyscrapers. 
you know somebody's going to be like, hey, I can see her as she's taking a bath. And then when she gets out, you probably see her. Partly, you know. Oh, at least. So that was shocking. Did use towels in this ancient history? I don't know. I, Look, I don't either know. Way. All I know is there can't be any way that that wasn't on purpose. But never mind. That woman was ambitious. But that yeah. was shocking to yeah. me. You talking about shock? There's many things. Yeah. But that was one of the like, oh, they didn't tell me this part of the story. Now, now just to be clear, this is the same day that David and Goliath get David. Yes. Now, he's not a little boy anymore. No, he's not a little boy anymore. <laughs> At this stage in his story. Uh, David, Goli- David and Goliath, when that happened, David was 17. <sighs> Teenage boy. Right. right. Right? That's what was also so shocking about Hi, I'm coming up against this basically nine foot tall giant. Not only giant, but he's a man of war. Right. So it's like, hi, I'm a 17 year old boy that's never been in the military, and I'm going up against a 20 year vet marine. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, David. David's great, and I love him. We're not really talking about him today. Yes. We're we're gonna go over David. I, I, I David is one of my favorites because he's so like. I mean, I think they'd call him manic depressive today. Like he, he writes all these. <laughs> he he wrote the Psalms, and if you read when we read through the Psalms, mm-hmm. you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. It's it's very up, happy, excited, woo, yay God, and then it's the lower depths of my soul cries. I mean, it's really intense. David is a very emotional guy. You should not throw. A naked woman on a rooftop. In I know, a no, I just, that's, he's vulnerable that is, to that. You know what I'm that, saying? That, like that, any normal man would mistake. be, but especially David, he's very emotional. He's very reactive, and who that was that was more yes. than he could handle. Yes, if remember you have this not, for later when we yeah. actually cover that. If you have not been shocked by the Bible, you just haven't read it all. Let's keep going. All right, so I want to call verse six specifically. Um, some of you may have never heard this expression before, but I have. You know. Oh, yeah. Come on. Don't cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under feet and turn again and rend you. So what does that mean? Sometimes. Honestly, pigs are so gross. Yes. They would, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know people are like, oh, they're so nice. They're such clean animals. No, you haven't seen them in reality. You've only seen like the teacup <laughs> ones that people have as pets. Pigs are gross. Honestly, <laughs> trample them. They probably eat some of them because mm-hmm. they will. They will. You put anything in front of one, and they will eat it. Like yeah. I don't even want to get into mm, pigs. Wow, <laughs> they've got some very gnarly habits. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, delicious. <laughs> don't get me wrong. <laughs> Whew, but gross, and they will get you. Like if they. Make it a chance, especially wild ones. What, like a wild boar? Yeah, wild boar. You don't, you don't yeah. want to meet that in real life. There's actually, small snippet, mm-hmm. another aside, from my family history, my written family history. Yes. We don't have all of it, no. but we do have the parts that happened in lower Indiana. And okay. at that time, in mm-hmm. the early 1900s, they were having a real problem in their town with wild boar. In, in Indiana? The, in Indiana. Indiana, people. Okay. Indiana in the United States. Okay. They were having a real problem with wild boar coming out of the woods at night mm-hmm. and taking children. Well, well, that definitely applies to this situation. I was going to talk about boars, but that's, yeah. 
Because this is Will a... Eat Anything? Did I mention that? Sorry, please go ahead. Oh, just horrifying. Th- this, this is a metaphor. We talk about that the Word of God sometimes of is course. symbolic. Sometimes it's literal. Sometimes it's representational or metaphoric. Of course. This is a metaphor. In real life, you should avoid wild boar, but... Yes, in real life. Let's go on about this first. But Jesus it tries to bring things that people might know, right? Yes. Real things, you know, animals, and real situations. I just gave my anecdote because yeah. people today might not know. They, they, might, they might not know. <laughs> they're like, oh, pigs, they're not going to do. Yeah. Yeah, oh, boars, wild boars. You wouldn't believe. Yeah. Mm, horrifying. The point is, for this, sometimes for some people, and this has happened to me, you're trying to take your best your best information about like the word of God, you know, and trying to, you know, help somebody teach them. Right. The best of your knowledge, your understanding, the best of yourself in some cases. But some people at some times, they're not going to hear it. They don't want to hear it. So that's kind of what we're talking about. Don't take your best, which is your pearls and cast them before swine, you know, because not only are you wasting your pearls, right? Your, your good information or whatever. Right. Right. But also they may turn around and metaphorically. Gore you. G- yeah. Gore you. Yeah. You know, whether emotionally. it's. Emotionally. Emotionally. Yeah, sometimes. This is not always the case. Right. It, I've only had this happen, I think, literally once or twice in my life mm. where God brought this up where it's not time to say this to this specific person at this specific time. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. Do you have anything else to say about that? Yes, actually. Go ahead. (laughs) Almost always. Um, Just to, I don't want to overly simplify this, Mm -hmm. but um, another way to understand this is some people don't want your help. Some people may say they want help. Some people, they may say they want, you know, to change their situation or whatever. They may be coming to you for attention. Sympathy. Not help. Not compassion. Right. Um, it, it, it's probably not a conscious thing that they're doing, to be honest with you. Um, but it is the pattern of some people to do that, to seek out help. But what they really are craving is attention. So if they fix the problem, they may not have your attention anymore. Mm-hmm. So... If a person wants help and you feel that you are able to help them, by all means, pray about it, try. But if really they're just there um, for your attention, for your sympathy, for your uh, compatriotism, I guess, for you to listen to them, complain about it until they, I don't know, have dumped enough rocks on you that they feel better, Mm -hmm. um, avoid that. Because that's not helping you, and it's not helping them. For some people, they may be laying a trap or a snare for you. True story. That's another case. Not that people don't operate on purpose. That is definitely a possibility, and this would be one of those cases. Yes. So you're always praying to see what you should do in a situation using the Word of God as a foundation. I mean, Jesus is warning you about it. He's even saying such words as this pig will turn around and rend you rend. If you don't know, that means like rip apart. Yeah. That means tear apart. Horrible. Right. Um, and again, this is metaphor in the verse. Yeah. But 
he's talking about it for a reason. He's warning for a reason. Right. Right. All right. So the next section is about asking and receiving. Right. Knock right. and it shall be opened. Oh, oh boy. All, all of this, all of this oh. kind of stuff. Right. One of the one of the main verses that <clears throat> inauthentic preachers love to use. Here is another principle we have to talk about, which is some. Well, I shouldn't say sometimes, all the times you need to take the whole word of God into account, not just one or two verses. You right. need the full context of what we're talking about here is sometimes it will say things like in the Lord. Right. What that means is in God's will. If you're asking for something that is going to be in God's will. Right. He's talking about someone who is already, you know, gone through this process you've already taken the beam out of your eye and all the rest of that and you're asking for something to benefit the kingdom of god that's going to be like within god's will right you don't go and ask god something really silly like you have an example go ahead no you go ahead yeah i've heard somebody say this oh no not to me personally, but like okay. in on a radio or somewhere. Yeah. They're like, I prayed to God and he said that I could commit adultery and go sleep with this married man. Oh my no. gosh. No. No. <sighs> that's that's not ask that's, and mean, you shall receive. Somebody gave you an answer, but it wasn't God. It it was it probably a fallen Holy angel. Uh, it wasn't the Holy Spirit no. of God. No. Uh yeah. No. Um or you're just covering it up with religious talk to um, justify your, you know, marital infidelity. I'm not going to tiptoe around this. Look, there's a lot of people out there who talk about the word of God and they call themselves preachers and they have massive churches and huge followings because I say stupid things like believe it and you will receive it. Shut up. Please stop talking. That's dumb. I'm sorry. That's not what the word of God says. Read the whole thing. Don't give your people an interpretation that makes them happy. Mm -hmm. So then what? Like, I don't know, just the believers in this church go home and pray to God, I want a million dollars. So everybody in your church gets a million dollars. Is that how it's working for everyone? I don't think so, because that's not biblical. And these people are false teachers. Mm -mm. Let me tell you how to get what you want from God. Here it is want what God wants and ask for that and ask for that. And point number two, no, no. Let me say that again. Mm -hmm. Learn to want what God wants and pray for that. Yes. More on that later. But my second point about this is I'm not saying you can't pray for what you want. I'm saying one, get in alignment with where God is taking you and what God wants, not just for your life. God wants a whole lot of things. He's a big thinker, <laughs> mm-hmm. way beyond what we can ask for, way beyond what we can imagine. You may want something, and he may want to give you something else that is so much greater. He may want to take you someplace else that is so much more incredible that you, in your place right now, in your life, could not imagine. Mm-hmm. Period. Could not imagine. <clears throat> I There is, and I'm not giving a specific because there is no specific. Mm-hmm. Because there is no limit with God. Because no. if you really believed you could pray to 
believe, what you receive, however they put it. I, I'm sorry, I get really aggravated about these no, false it's fine. teachers. If you could really believe it and receive it, why would you only ask for a million dollars? Why would you only ask the God of the universe for a million dollars? Let's think about that. These people are limited in their understanding of the word because they are under false teachers. Like in the other example, you're not, why are you asking God to commit adultery? He specifically oh already said, thou shalt not commit adultery. So don't ask God to, to, do you have permission to do that? Literally, she's not reading our Bible. Like, I don't even know what she's, whatever she got her hands on or her head into. And, and then when you don't there, receive it, you're like, no, oh, God's unfaithful. He won't do what he said. God's unfaithful. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, you're not called to be unfaithful. Just shut that don't, down. Oh, don't, my gosh. Don't pray. People say some really crazy things. And ask God, I need money for drugs. Oh, my gosh. And then oh no. you think that the way to do that is to go out and steal, I kid you not, toilets. Oh, oh, oh. And sell oh, them. Oh, you're finally calling someone out. Go for it. Yes. <laughs> no, not, not but, my oh, name. They were clean, brand-new toilets that were on a construction site so before you get too grossed out but yes. seriously what wow that, this, this is a real thing unfortunately cash money for that apparently. yes apparently people will pay for toilets that you steal from a construction site so that you can then go buy drugs wow that guy was a winner so you're not praying for things like that right Good that proof. you can have money to go do drugs that that's not what Jesus is talking Pretty about. Pretty sure that's not what God wants for your life. Right. We're talking about other things. Right. That you can have the base things to take care of your family. Right. That you can advance the kingdom of God here on earth. Right. You know. That you can do something meaningful with your life. <laughs> yes. God would love um, to walk with you in that. Pray, you know, that even you would, for healing. That you would understand your purpose. That makes sense. A lot of people don't even know. Why, why are we here? What is what is this even about? Yeah. It feels so pointless sometimes. Yes. It doesn't have to. Yes. All right. Next topic in here, because there's a lot about that. Um, okay. All right. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Uh, there are two great commandments. It's spoken of elsewhere. We will get to that. But it's basically, love the Lord your God with your whole heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, on that hang all the law and the prophets. Right. Right? <clears throat> so make sure that you're doing both. Jesus is talking about the second one here. You know, what some people call the golden rule, which, of course, people are trying to say that you shouldn't do that now, that that's not a goal is to do unto others if you as you would have them do unto you. I've literally gone through training that's like, that's not what you should be doing anymore. Yeah. Right. OK. Um, enter ye at the straight gate. Oh, on to the next one. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, because yeah, I unless that you was have very straightforward. Yeah, that's that's very straightforward, right? Uh, why does the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be that go, who go in thereat? Um, narrow is the way which leads unto life, and few that be that find it. Mm. Okay, so 
Uh, let's talk about that for just a brief second. Do you have any comments about that? No, go ahead. Oh, okay. We'll get there. Um, there's a lot of people out there, and that's what Doc, Jesus is going to talk about the next thing. I just, I just realized this, mm -hmm. that why he's saying this leads to the next thing, who are going to try and lead you in a certain direction, right? They're going to tell you all kinds of things. Oh, it's fine. It's okay. You can do this. Everything's great. It's fine. You know, I, <clears throat> I affirm you. Everything's great. Go <laughs> ahead and do this. This applies to lots of things. Yes. You, you can be out someplace and lots of people are drunk and they'll tell you all kinds of stuff that they think is great and you should just go ahead and do it. Right. Right. You know, there's there's lots of people who you don't think have to talk to drunk people. To yeah, you don't. Just, from, I'm just saying. Um, there's a lot of uh, modern day philosophers out there um, who are like, oh yeah, that's fine. Guess what? They don't decide what happens to you in eternity. True story. The Creator God does. Jesus will, not them. You should always go with the higher authority, which is the creator God. Right? Right. Next topic. Oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh, oh you I have do, something? I didn't say I didn't have anything. Oh, to say. I, I, I thought was, you didn't have anything. Go gonna, ahead. I was going to give you a minute. Oh, okay. No, right. go right ahead. So here's the thing. So the narrow gate feels symbolic of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Yes. Take the example of Christ, but also take his guidance through your life. Through the Holy Spirit. That is the narrow gate, or how I would define it. Mm -hmm. uh, I just want to say there are lots of ways to destroy your life. Um, obviously, we're, <laughs> we're going to tell you truthfully. Harming yourself um, in any way, mm -hmm. especially with drugs. Uh, spending all of your um time of your day that is yours when you are not working under the influence of something else mm -hmm. alcohol um i would say bad relationships i would say um you know you're not supposed to be with this person it's obvious oh multiple relationships too many Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah too many relationships going on too many romantic relationships oh yeah um not you know not taking the time to spend time with people who actually care about you and doing things that actually take care of your body rather than things that are destructive. There are a lot of ways to destroy your life. And I would say that one of them is inaction. Mm, mm hmm. Yes. Not making your own choices, not making any choices, avoiding choices, avoiding planning thinking about your future, avoiding any kind of responsibility. There's a lot that you can just not do that can take you through that wide gate to destruction. So watch out for that. I mean, be mm -hmm. consciously aware of it. Think about what you should be doing. That's not that you should be doing something all the time, mm -hmm. but... You are headed in a direction. Be conscious and deliberate of that direction. That is what I would say. Yes, because the dark side, the fallen angels, they will lead you in the direction. 
you think that you're just there and you're just headed and you're just doing things. Yeah. You've been listening to them the whole time. I'm going to tell you right now, um, there's a spiritual war going on Mm -hmm. and you're on the, (laughs) you're on one team or the other. You may think you're doing nothing, Mm -hmm. but if, if this were a physical on the ground war, don't think that you can do nothing being in the middle of it. If you are if you are present where there is daily gunfire, yes. And think about that. You better pick up a weapon <laughs> cuz mm-hmm. just cowering somewhere or trying to take a nap that is not going to work. That is not how war works and spiritually we are at war. These two sides mm-hmm. are against each other every day. And it, and it, some some people they're not feeling the battle because they're not trying. <laughs> they're not trying. Now, I'm not saying get up and let's go to war. I'm saying you are in the war. <laughs> so pick a side <laughs> and Spiritual do something war. about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I, I got just two more analogies yeah, I know. before we move on I, to the I next just, one. I just... I do that. I, I do that to you. I'm sorry. No, I'm no, you don't have to. Sorry. You don't. Go for it. Because you're talking about inaction, and some people will. But I'm not actually doing anything if, wrong. If you were I'm not in doing Vietnam anything. In the in the seventy, you can't just not do something. You know, you I'm better not, do something. I, I'm not actually doing anything. Here are two analogies. I'll use it for sports. From sports, yes, if someone sports. has. All right. Uh, this may or may All not. Right. Metaphorically, put the metaphorically. guns down. Pick up a football. Let's go. All right. So uh, I will use both type of football. <laughs> the football that everybody else in the world calls football. Like actual football. Which is which is soccer, because we're from the United which States. Which we've come to understand is actual football. Is that, yeah, actual football. Um, if you are a goalie and you do nothing, what happens? You just stand there. You make your team mad. That's what happens. <laughs> the other team scores. Oh, yeah. A whole Very lot. Easily. So if you think you're neutral and you're not, I'm not doing anything, so I'm fine. No. It's like a goalie in football who just stands there. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not doing anything bad. Yeah, well, you're the not other doing anything scoring. next season either, buddy. <laughs> I'm betting the coach is going to pull you and put you on the back bench there, buddy. Okay. Um, That's a really good analogy. Oh, shout out to real football. We're American. No offense. Shout out to real football. All right. Now about American football. Now, American football, I will give another example. So much more confusing and so strange. But I will use the same thing. If you know American football, right, there is a position called a safety, right? Right. As a safety, your job is to stop the ball from getting past you, right? right? So no one on the other team with the ball should be going past you. That's, your, that's what we call your safety. You're the safety. You're the last line of defense. So imagine you're in American football and you're the safety and you just stand there. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm neutral, right? They're going to score. They're going to they're gonna break through a track. The safety decided he was Switzerland. He's, he, he decided, <laughs> nope, I'm not doing that. I'm going to be here. Yeah, the other team's going to score and score and score and score and score on you. Yeah. Because as a safety... That is your job is to be the last line of defense to stop the other team from scoring. I would also say in this case, his job, it won't be his job for very long. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. 
I am surprised I, I thought of both of these. Really? I, in real life, I have done both of those. Uh, <laughs> I was not good at soccer as a goalie. I tried to stop. I didn't stop. See, that's different. I tried to stop ball from coming in the net, but I could not because there was some guy named Bronco. <laughs> oh, you can't get past somebody named Bronco. It's not a thing. His mother named him that for a reason. Ah. Uh, Wow, I think I know that guy. He, he was a European footballer. Oh, no, I, was, I don't know him. This yeah, guy was from the no, South, for real. No, no. You, oh, man. He played football you. for real. And, oh. yeah, no, you're not going to stop him. You're I not going to stop him from scoring. I mean. But it'd be different if I was just standing there like I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. Right? Or as you, a safety, you just are, standing there not doing anything. Let me tell you anything. right now. You are doing something. Yes. You're at, your inaction is a choice. <laughs> doing nothing is doing something. So in this metaphor, in the spiritual sense... So do something useful. If you're <laughs> this is what I'm saying. not doing anything, then the other team is scoring. Oh, yeah, they're scoring on you, probably specifically. They are advancing their side, their kingdom, the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of darkness. It's advancing while you sit and do nothing. Right. Right? 